This is Base Case. I'm your host, Philippe Ma. Welcome to Base Case 006, Using Blues Heads and Licks. This is a culmination of episodes four and five. Uh, As promised, I'm going to put together multiple choruses of those heads and licks that I played for you in episodes four and five. Number four, I introduced blues heads, you know, melodies and I showed you particular heads over blues form, you know, just your basic 12-bar blues form, those heads that I knew well, and in particular that they fit well on the bass neck, you know, whether you're an upright player or electric player, like a lot of us both. And I mentioned that blues heads were a good source of solo language. You know, it was sparked, that idea was sparked by a musician that visited us in school, and, you know, we had a combo, and they would have guest artists that were touring and they'd drop by and listen to us. And the one thing I took away from the saxophone is that, and he said that he listened to a solo. He says, you guys need to learn more heads. And he went into a, a nice exposition that heads were where a lot of solo language was. And it was a really good way to step yourself into learning how to solo over a blues. And if you remember in episode five, I played through five blues licks, and they were all four measures long and would fit anywhere on the three lines of the blues form. You know, either the first four bars or the second four bars or the third four bars. And you could plug them in. You know, that was my, uh, Mike Steinell, my improv teacher at North Texas, he was so fond of saying, you know, plug them in or fire them off, and you could fire those off. And at the end of that episode five, I promised that the next episode would be an amalgamation, you know, what an academic term, a mix of those licks and heads to form a solo over the blues. And I did it in kind of an academic fashion. I went through and wrote out and played and figured out what fit well with what. Even though I'm used to playing them a lot, I wanted to put them, I'm also used to playing a lot of other ideas, so I had to kind of constrict myself to these heads and licks that I've showed you. So I put together together three choruses, you know, three times through blues form that uses only the licks and heads, but I mix them together. And I'm going to run through these in this episode, chorus by chorus, at a slow tempo, and overlay how I constructed this solo. Now, it's a slow tempo initially with these three choruses. When you hear them, they're just going to be at about 100 on the metronome. And then, after I get through with that, you'll hear how I, I tracked them all, all three courses at one time at a brighter tempo, at 150, which is kind of like your typical, you know, or somewhat typical tempo you'd hear blues in. Um, you can play exactly what I've played, which is not a bad idea if you're starting out constructing solos. You can create your own using those licks and heads. You can mix some of my ideas with some of your construction. Uh, but play around with it. The idea, moreover, and anything else is that, and I'm always saying this, I don't know, every semester I'm going to say it a thousand times to my players in the combo class, get these heads and licks under your fingers, meaning that don't constantly be using the sheet to remind yourself. I mean, they should be second nature to you. So here we go. Here is chorus one. And I just start off with Bach's groove. And it's going to line into lick number one. Okay, here's line two. Blue seven by Sonny. Going into lick number two. 
Now here's lick number five. Going into Sunny Moon for two for the back end. Okay, so you saw that there's a mixture of heads and licks in here, and they work pretty well. I particularly like that the one at the turn back right there with using lick number five with the Sunny Moon for two, the back end of it. Okay, so here's chorus number two, and it's going to start off with lick number three. And it's going to answer back with Parker's Now's the Time. C-Jam Blues. More of the Sunny Moon for Two back in. You can repeat yourself. It's more Sunny Moon for Two, but the front end. And then there's lick number four. Okay, now notice something that I said that you can repeat yourself. If you've got an idea and it fits on your fingers and you can throw it out there, Something that I read that Kenny Warner said once was that that's the idea to use. Don't be afraid of overusing your ideas. If that's the one that you have, that's probably the one that's going to fit, and that's probably be the one that's going to be more swinging. Okay, now here's chorus number three. I take a augmented version of lick number one, and just check out how I play this. So here's chorus number three. <laughs> Nice. Now here's blue seven. Still more blue seven. For this last line, blue seven. And then I go into a now's the time. And then there's the requisite walking that should end practically every bass solo. Now, that's something to think about for bass players because no other instrument does that. You know, you listen to a saxophonist and, you know, I'm kind of like when I'm playing in a combo setting, a quintet setting, and I'm listening to solos, I'm keeping an eye on them, not just with my ears, but with my eyes to see where their solo ends. Bass players are the only ones that walk out of their solos. And it's such a really defining moment because you can really tell more than anything when that bass solo is ending. They just walk right out of here. So you hear dee doo ba boo ba doo 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 ba da dee ba doo da da, and then the next soloist can take it, or the drum solo can happen right there. So those are the three choruses, and an analysis of those three choruses line by line. Now here, right here, I'm going to play all three choruses at one time at a much brighter tempo at 150. And I might do a little talking. I might just have you listen to this. Jam Blues, Sunny Moon for two, morphing into lick number four, here's that augmented lick number one, 
lose seven. Walking right out of your Soho. Nice, compact, easy to understand. Phrasing is perfect for that. Everybody knows where the bass player is in his solo, which soloing, you know, just let me say something real quick. For bass players, soloing is can be the most difficult part of a combo experience because the bass player drops out. You know, there's not that space in there where you're hearing that walking line or that bossa accompaniment. Now, for my next episode, and I've got two more episodes where I'm going to focus on the blues, but the next one is going to be requisite bass lines over blues tunes that you as a bass player need to know. These are tunes like uh, All Blues or Equinox where you can't groove or walk. You've got to play this specific bass line that fits at least over the head and sometimes it fits over the solos. So I'm going to be going through over the, a few of those. Episode 8, which I think is going to end this foray into the blues, is going to be over Blues Shuffle and then the different blues shuffles that are out there, jazz and of uh, the typical blues form that we think of like Stevie Ray. So I'll be looking for you real soon. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.